early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first-class ride across the web. Well, everybody, welcome to yet another wild, wild episode here on What's Going On, the podcast that makes you wonder about things that you've never wondered about. And lately, I'm sure you guys heard it in previous episodes, I've been wondering about animals. Animals absolutely (laughs) blow my balls off. It's quite insane. There's so many creatures out there that just have so many unique traits, uh, abilities, strengths, weaknesses, just a bunch of crazy things out there. And sometimes you got to think about what else is out there, all those animals. A lot of times we talk about just human, human interactions, human things. But what about the animals? What about Mother Earth? So we, through the help of Patrick, are going to randomly pick a wild animal to take a look at. Now, Patrick, I've got a total of three lists right now that all have different numbers of wild creatures to look up. So one through three, I want you to roll your die, I think that you were saying you're going to do for this one, and that'll determine which list we're going to look at. All right. Before we do that, I have to say your whole description made me think of a Pokemon the entire time because you were talking about (laughs) abilities and strengths and weaknesses. (laughs) I hope we get the list with the Pokemon. There it is. We got a two. Okay. So list number two. Are you ready for it? It's the two list. So the second list, and it's got 22 unusual animals on it. So now you get to choose a number between one and 22. I'm feeling 16. Okay. Uh, sadly, this list isn't numbered, so I'm going to count it as we go down. Oh, jeez. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Okay. <laughs> Was this from most to least interesting or least to most or just I random? think it's just a random. I just looked up lists that have okay. unusual or crazy animals. Yeah. Because I just thought of that. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want like the 16th most interesting <laughs> animal or something. No, it, it's a fun one. I okay. am going to... I'm going to describe it to you, and then I want you to look it up. Oh, I got to guess? Uh, no, there's no way you're going to get this. Oh, okay. But I, 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 I'm just going to describe... Well, it's just kind of stupid. I thought you were going to start doing some calls or something, oh, okay. and I had to try and guess what it was. Uh, I don't even know what kind of thing this call would be, besides maybe like a... Here, I'm, I'm going to make a call, and I want you to try and describe what you think that animal is, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a, a horse of, of sorts. Uh yeah, I'm guessing a horse-like thing, but it's probably not a horse. So maybe maybe a giraffe? Okay. Is that... Uh... Or zebra. Okay. Zebra is in the name. How impressive is that? Wow. So we, we, did, we did well. You know your animal calls. <laughs> or maybe I'm just part... Zebra Dukir is what it is. So if you would like what? to Google that, Patrick, it is zebra and then D-U-I... K-E-R. Is this one of these mixed animals that we were talking about in another episode? That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that it is an animal that we've actually talked about, <laughs> which would be absolutely wild that it randomly chose one. Oh, these things are weird as hell. I know. So, those of you that are at home, if you're driving, you can't understand or you can't look at what we're talking about. A zebra dukir is a small antelope found primarily in Liberia. And it looks like 
a weird mixture of like a zebra and a tiny deer. It's like a zebra front half, or excuse me, a deer front half with like a short snout. And then right at about behind the first shoulder blade, it kind of turns into a zebra. It's not white though. It's like brown, tan, and black. It's literally just split in half. Yeah, though. it's like half. It's not a transition at all. It's just front half, like antelope or deer thing. Back half zebra that still has brown fur, kind of. Yeah, I don't really understand why or the benefits of that, but this is where we're at. Zebra Dukir. Is there a pronunciation thing? Come on. Where you at? Ooh, we got a whole video. It's just for the back half. Obviously, zebra is pretty understandable. I hope it's not an ad. Don't play an ad first. Duikers. Duikers. Oh, wow. Duikers. 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 You have to say it like that every time. A zebra... Do occurs. He sounds sad when he says it. Do occurs. Zebra do occurs. So I wonder what makes them an interesting animal. Do you think it's just the look? Probably. This is so foreign to me. I've never seen... Well, I mean, there was one that we looked up in a previous animal video that was kind of half zebra as well. But I didn't know there were multiple animals that were half zebra. Yeah, I don't understand either. So I don't know. I think I was watching a nature documentary fairly recently. So one thing that I found out about zebras, uh, do you know why they're striped? No, I do not. So I'm assuming that this zebra ancestor, I don't know what to call it, probably used the exact same like defense mechanism. But the stripes that are on a zebra are actually strategically placed there simply because when a predator is chasing a zebra and the zebras are constantly like crossing in and out of each other's paths, it creates this diversion where it's hard for your eyesight to actually pick and choose one moving target because there's so much stimulus that is like going across your eye and uh, they gave an example of it inside of a nature documentary that i was watching like a month or two ago it was like all right try and pick a zebra and hold on to it and then they basically it was like these zebras that were just running in a herd and they just kept crossing and I couldn't understand why I couldn't focus on it. Like, I definitely had, like, a weird eye panic thing where I was trying to find my zebra, but I just couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And then another fun fact about the stripes as well is that it actually helps keep insects off of their body due to the striping of the bodies they this like uh, insects have so many eyes that they can't pinpoint where their body actually is so they don't know where to land so that you kind of see it like hovering for a little bit and i mean a couple obviously land on there but it's just for like a millisecond and then i think that stripe thing just kind of messes with their eyes as well so i'm just curious why do tigers have stripes i know this is off topic i have the answer to that that as well same reason Okay. It's like the same thing where it helps. Except for to camouflage? Yeah, to camouflage. But do you know why they're orange? Something to do with their habitat. I have no idea what would be orange in their habitat. Uh, So there's actually not too much orange inside of their habitat besides occasional like plants that are like, like, I don't know how to describe it. They're almost like wheat looking things. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. But their main prey, which is like a certain type of deer or antelope, can't actually see the pigment orange. And so in their what? eyesight, the tiger actually looks green. 
so like the rest of the nature that's around him. So the tiger just naturally blends into the green like foliage that it kind of like lurks around wow yeah so the tigers that just were more orange happen to have better camouflage and that's why they eventually like pretty much all turned orange because those are the ones that were actually able to hunt and survive why wouldn't they just be green though uh i don't know i mean because then they blend in for everything well that's also only for one antelope like i feel like maybe maybe it's more subtle like if it was a certain type of green that the it would really bounce off of the foliage and would make it almost a bolder like color that they could see well I got um, and maybe since it's just a color they can't see it just kind of blends in with the rest of the colors that's around them hmm. so when living in captivity they are usually diurnal but in the natural world they are actually nocturnal hmm. why <laughs> well i guess it's a zebra found in africa mainly towards like the western like tip of it but it's crazy that it's so so specific and where you can find them it's a very small little like section. It's almost just one country in Africa that actually has it. Yeah, they're very dependent on mature rainforests, apparently. Because they eat fruit. And Yeah, and I guess with logging in the area, their natural habitat has kind of been dwindled to a, a small area. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Oh, one thing about their litter size is that they only give birth to one little guy. I think that's something different. I feel like usually, I don't know, do all like horses or zebras give birth to only one offspring that's what i was thinking because they're usually pretty big yeah fairly large when they come out i am seeing that for the first two to three weeks after birth the mother leaves them tucked away in dense vegetation and then visits them about four times a day for nursing but they just kind (laughs) of leave them on their own and and say hi (laughs) Stay there. I guess that's probably good because they probably can't walk too well or anything like that. No, but I I am seeing here that they can nurse within 15 minutes after birth. Wow. That's crazy. Born and say, feed me (laughs) immediately, please, mom. Well, nothing too, too crazy. Do we want to roll another That's what I was thinking. Is there any that piqued your interest that you want to just pick? Oh, no. I I think it's more fun when we don't know. Yeah? We might get another dud, though. If we get another another dud, then we're done, and I'll I'll be sad. Okay. Animals are so crazy. I mean, we enjoyed that guy. It was mainly the look that was the crazy piece. So hopefully... We did. I had no idea this existed. Honestly. I know. So we're still learning something. Zebra duquia. I, f- I forgot how to pronounce it. Oh, God. I also forgot how to Go pronounce back it. That's why minutes. I haven't said Go it. Go back 10 minutes. You guys will hear it the right way. All right. Roll another, another D3. Tell me what list we get. All right. And we got a one. This one only has 10. Uh-oh. It's a small one. Do you have a lucky number between 1 and 10? No. no. My only lucky okay. number is 37. How about a 7? Oh, say it ain't so. All right, let's go down to it. <laughs> lucky number 7 is a cockapoo. C, or excuse me. Is that a bird? K-A-K-A-P-O. A cockapoo is the world's largest parrot. <laughs> Oh no. And it's super in- it critically endangered. There's less than 200 left. Oh no. Oh my gosh. And they're wow. over in New Zealand. They're also called an owl parrot. Really? I can see why. It looks like an owl. Kakapoo. I just have one little picture that didn't really do that good of a job. Oh wow. It does look like an owl. It's huge. Oh, they're flightless. 
ground-dwelling parrots in New Zealand. Holy balls. And they live 40 to 80 years. On the ground? That's crazy. That's probably why there's only 200 left. Probably a lot of little things. Get them. Oh, it's over 200 right now. Population, 202 living individuals at the moment. Making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought you were saying cockatoo at first. Oh, no, no, no. Cockapoo. No, very different. You silly, silly boy. <laughs> What is a lek breeding parrot? I don't understand what that is. L E K. I don't know. Lek breeding. Lek breeding system. I guess it is very common for some birds who evolve on some oceanic islands with very few predators and abundant food to actually not fly. So this is pretty common just because it I guess costs a lot of resources to be able to fly. You have to kind of be light and not I guess as hardy in order to fly. I got you. So since they they didn't have any predators, they they just said, nah, don't need it. We don't fly. (laughs) So a lek breeding system is employed by some polygonous uh, species, and there's pretty much a large gathering of males that females visit primarily for breeding purposes. So it creates a lot of sexual selection pressures on the lek, and the lek is just the group of males I wonder if they dance or battle it out. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I feel like birds usually dance more than battle. Yeah. Uh, A quick little description. A very large, flightless, forest-dwelling parrot with a pale owl-like face. I would say the wings get a little more grayish, but the main body of the cockapoo is like a a moss green with like little yellow and black splotches kind of thrown throughout. Mm Mm-hmm. With a very owl-like face. Yeah, very owl-like face. Oh, it says males make a deep, booming call and a loud, wheezing call for trying to attract mates to their leaks. Wow, I'm seeing the oldest recorded one was 125 years old. (laughs) Holy nut, that's an old bird. Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) I'm going to look up a cockapoo call. We didn't really even do a, a, a sound for the... For the, oh, yeah. for the zebra guy. Maybe we should do that, too. Here. Here's a male cockapoo booming. Hopefully it's not super quiet. Oh, you did a, a call. Oh, I, I, I did a call. Oh, wait. Here. Before we play it, do you want to try the, the booming call of a male cockapoo? Oh, no. I feel like I'm going to throw too much owl in there. That's okay. Woo-hoo. I like that. That, that was straight owl. <laughs> I know. What do you got? Oh, I already played it. This is insane. I didn't actually hear it. I just heard a person talking. Yeah, I can't tell how, to, I can't describe it. The booming call is so deep that it almost sounds more of like a law, like a like a low drum. It's like a boom, 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 something like hmm. that. Uh, but they're really fluffed up. This guy's like literally a, uh, he's literally a ball of a bird right now. Like he's completely fluffed up when he's doing his boom. <laughs> oh, and that's why. So a cockapoo boom, how they produce that deep boom to attract females is they inflate air sacs in their chest, which are basically act as a resonating chamber. So their call gets like deepened as it goes and like vibrates throughout their body. Look up, look up a cockapoo booming. I want you to see it just how f- like puffed up they get. Oh, wow. The thick boys. Yeah, it almost looks like a puffer fish. I know. Play it, play it booming, and see if you can you can, you can hear the the boom. Hopefully, this one's a little louder for you guys. I didn't even this one, Lionel. Wow, that's weird. It almost sounds like a lightsaber going by. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that is the perfect description. I could have 
ever heard. I bet of. that's what they used for that movie. That is, oh, dude, they could have. They literally could have used. It is a lightsaber. the The lightsaber noise is literally made uh, a higher pitched cockapoo boom. Oh my god, <laughs> that's insane. There's a bunch of other different calls as well. There's like a high pitch like shrieking thing. Yeah, high pitch ching is what they're called. You want to try and play that high pitch guy? Uh, because they're on the ground, their biggest threat is their eggs. They're constantly being eaten by rats. Nah, I don't know if I'll be able to find a, a video of this. This does not seem to be a common request. <laughs> They've had quite a difficult time trying to conserve this creature, mainly because its best way of avoiding predation is freezing and relying on their cryptic coloration to like hide themselves on the forest ground. But ever since like cats and dogs got introduced into New Zealand. Uh, the mammalian predators <laughs> basically hunt by smell. Can just smell them? Yeah, yeah, so even though they're just standing there. like they, When there was just other birds that were hunting them, they were doing a good job. But ever since then, they've been getting kind of eaten like crazy. So they pretty much got <laughs> remaining birds that were left and brought them to like different islands and whatnot. But then other birds like followed and like ate them and so they've had to just keep bouncing from island to island until they found one that had like as minimal rats and other predators but they have to keep a close eye on them pretty much the entire time and i guess there's also since there's low genetic diversity right now low fertility as well so they're currently on three islands right now they do make a good effort to mate though apparently the male cockapoo will continue to make mating calls for up to four months wow which each day it could be up to eight hours in a single day. Yep. Or I guess night since they're nocturnal. That boy is trying. <laughs> putting in the work. Yeah, but it looks like he's just putting in the work to mate. Because once they're done breeding, apparently they have no part in incubation or chick rearing. So as soon as they're done, <laughs> they're done. <laughs> There's video found of a male cockapoo who is doing its ultrasonic booming sound to attract a mate, and instead the male bird attempted to mate with the cameraman that was recording it. <laughs> and they have it all on video. So this bird is nocturnal, and in order to actually seek food at night, it has a very good sense of smell, which helps it to find food. But not only does it smell well, it also smells good. And the Smell of a cockapoo is apparently a musty, sweet odor. A musty, you gotta sweet get a odor. Perfume. Of we gotta get a scent of that boy. Yeah, we'll go to the three islands they're on and collect some. Make a make a little you know, cologne or something. I guess that is one of their dangers is that they, they do have a too very good. distinct smell. So yeah, they're easy to find. <laughs> Dang, poor cockapoos. What do you say? A third one, one more creature, and we'll wrap up the the wild, wild animals episode. All right. We'll go list number three since we didn't do that one yet. All right. You ready for it? I am. You get 70. Oh, my Lord. Oh, mama. Let's go with 37, your lucky number. Oh. Is going to be lucky today? I hope to God. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. This is a very large list. I could probably just do a control F. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done this one. What is it? Did we do a... Why were we talking about camels at one point? Oh, I have no idea, but we definitely did. Because this is a Bact Bactrian camel. We definitely talked about that exact camel. <laughs> I, think that, I don't know. Why? Was, was, 
I'm trying to think of no what idea. episode. I have no idea why, though. I think it was just in the one episode we talked about a ton of different animals that were interesting animals. The the camel came up, I'm pretty sure. Were we? I think we were curious if their humps actually held water for some reason. Yeah, we can skip that one. All right. So lucky 37. That is pretty funny, though, that it is uh, that something is that we've funny. done. How about 23? Michael Jordan. Yep. What? Is that the real name of this creature? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> interesting. I don't know if this is its real name, but it just says the superb bird of paradise. I think bird of paradise is a thing, isn't it? I have no idea. A lot of birds, though. I know. We keep getting a lot of birds. I guess there are a lot of birds. What a weird... Yeah. Oh, dude. That thing looks crazy. I haven't seen it yet. Just type in superb bird of paradise. It literally looks like if you took a neon Batman mask and made it into a bird. I'm Batman. (laughs) That guy is beautiful. How would you describe this bird? It when it it looks like it puffs out its wings or its tail or something very commonly and it looks like a peacock with black feathers in the back and then like a neon blue underbelly and two eyes. dots for like eyes. But then regularly it kind of looks like I don't know, just a a regular raven, just a black bird with then a blue chest and then like a, a yellow beak i think this guy's awesome i'm not seeing a i'm not seeing uh, a when yellow it opens beak. its mouth its inner part is yellow that's what i'm seeing now okay yeah this thing's crazy oh apparently this is a well-known bird because it was on david attenborough's planet earth series for its mating display which makes sense because uh-huh. that's what that puffed up thing is basically it becomes a perfect like oval almost with its like blue underbelly and blue eyeball looking things are those its actual eyes, or is that some Eyelids? pattern on its feathers? Oh. And it, the bird slides from side to side instead of hopping. I'm going to watch a video on this guy, see what the heck he does, who he is. So that blue piece is like, it looks almost like a bib that is just naturally around the bird. Oh, my God. Okay. So, whoa. Okay, I'm watching a video of it now. Yeah, so its mouth is like completely yellow on the inside. I think those blue dots are actually on the forehead of the bird directly above the eye, so like eye lids. And then that blue underneath part is like a little bib that just kind of like sits around the like chest of the bird. And he completely makes it like it goes straight and then it wraps up its wings underneath it and creates this trippy oval looking thing and it calls a mate over and as soon as the mate gets in front of it it sh- I-, I don't know it looks like it's trying to make it f- trip balls like it just shuffles back and forth <laughs> like an inch away from it trying to just like make it stare at its craziness <laughs> and then the females look like just average birds oh i think it might be able to flip that blue piece up over itself that way it looks like completely all black so it can still hide from predators and they are located in uh new guinea but unlike the last bird we were talking about they are actually not endangered at all and are very common and widespread in the area hell yeah although they are heavily hunted for their plumes and then also hunted by other birds of prey and snakes but i guess there's just a ton of them well that's kind of that's kind of good. Yeah. It only takes about 16 to 22 days for their eggs to hatch, so that's pretty quick. And they lay one to three eggs at a time. 
and within a month they are usually able to live on their own and be independent little birds. Wow. So the reason why it's also super trippy is because this bird's feathers are actually the one of the darkest black pigments in the world, which is why it gives these like colors such a like reflection off. Hmm. So superb bird of paradise black. Yeah, <laughs> a new color. That's what I want my house to look like. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. We gotta find one of these. This is a very interesting display. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Some interesting animals that we've never heard of. There it is. What's going on in the Did you know of kingdom? any of these before we started? I think this this last one, I think I might have seen in the nature in the documentary. documentary forever ago, but I completely forgot that this thing existed. Like, it was one of those things where I kind of, like, I think I was in the room for a couple of minutes. So I was like, damn, look at that bird. And then, like, left. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times. Crazy animals. Let us know if you guys actually enjoy these animal episodes because there's, I mean, we've got four, we got three lists right now that all have different crazy animals in it. And if we and get one of them has 70. <laughs> yeah, one of them has 70. So if we, if you want to know some more crazy birds or other things like that, let us know. Maybe we can make a couple of parts and we can just throw them out there. And we, who knows? Maybe we'll find something crazy. I know you're pretty into birds. Have you gone birding very often or no? No, I have not, sadly. I do really like birds, though. Birds are very, very interesting to me. I, and I think that'd be a really fun vacation to like simply look into like a bird that's kind of like rare to find inside of a certain area of nature and then just go and try and find it. That'd be super fun. Yeah. But I have not, sadly. I should look into some Colorado birds, see if I can't find. I got to get a good, uh, I, I need to get a good pair of binos, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe something in the near future. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't like that. (laughs) One more animal. (laughs) If you want to. Okay. I just happened to look at the picture. If it's not that crazy, that's a good thing. One more. All right. Number 11, the Indian gharial. Is it another bird? No. It looks like an alligator with a birth defect. Gharial is G-H-A-R-I-A-L. Yeah, I did not get that close, but it figured out what I was trying to get. <laughs> An Indian gharial crocodile. So, if anyone knows what like a a sawtooth fish is, it's got a really long or an alligator mouth. gar. Yeah, an alligator gar. It's like the alligator gar mouth on a crocodile, basically. It looks like a mistake. I feel like most of the animals that we've been looking up have been <laughs> <laughs> looking like that because they look like a mix of. A couple of animals that we're used to seeing. Yeah, wow. It's got a very long and thin snout, if you did not know what the, the fish we were talking about earlier was. God, that's so long. That looks at least like two feet. And, and its teeth are sticking out of it. So uh, they almost kind of crisscross when it closes its mouth and you see them coming out the, the nose, I guess, or the mouth. And this is in India? It's called the Indian gharial, but I don't know if it's actually in India. Dude, that is the craziest thing, and the eyeballs are still on top. It literally looks like an alien creature. Wow, the males can get up to over 19 feet long. That is super big. The gharial eggs are the largest of any crocodilian species. Big eggs. And then uh, you know a creature is a male simply by the bulbous growth at the tip of their snout called a gara, which is uh, named after the Indian pot that it resembles. 
Weird. It's used as a visual signal for females and creates a loud buzzing sound when the gharial vocalizes. Apparently, they've got super weak leg muscles, though. Do not work very well on land. Most of their movements should take place in water. So the snout of the adult adult gharial <laughs> is about 3.5 times longer than the width of its skull. So that gives you a little more idea of how long this is compared to its head. And because of this long snout, it is very good at catching fish, which I guess uh, is good for its aquatic nature. So there have been ones found that are longer than what I previously stated. Back in August of 1920, there was a 21 and a half foot gharial that was killed. Wow. And then there have been alleged sightings of ones up to 23 and a half feet to 30 feet. But that sounds like a fisherman's tale <laughs> where the one that got away is just extra big. Oh, dang. Apparently, these guys also landed themselves on the critically endangered uh, list due to a lot of their rivers being dammed up or a lot of their most of the reason why they're hunted is simply due to traditional medicine in the area. Since mm-hmm. 1940, their population has declined up to 98%. Yeah, there's only 200 left, it looks like. Yeah, about 200 to 250 are estimated to be around still to this day. And they can live up to 60 years. You say 6 or 60? 6D, 60. That's good. I was going to say, 6 years is not a long time. No. They are actually the, I think it said, longest living crocodilian. Oh, among the longest living. So, I guess they live a long time. Live a long time. Wow, their clutch size is from 30 to 50 eggs, but yet they still have very few of them. Dang. Wow. And they've got good mothers. It's literally just conservation is what we're looking for now. we got to help the gorillas, or gharials, and cockapoo. And that's what's going on in the animal kingdom. Four rare species Maybe some things you have never known. Maybe some things you've never seen. Check out the images if you guys are listening in the car afterwards. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a lovely day. Are we done yet? Oh, (laughs) we are. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, please write them in to whatsgoingonthepod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. Write and subscribe on any player of choice. Thank you.